the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. The Bible teaches us that God loved us enough to accept us just like we were. We were saved by grace through faith, and that not of ourselves, lest any man should boast. But the same God who loved us enough to accept us and save us just the way we were, also loves us way too much to leave us like we were. He never intended us to stay the people we were. He always wanted to cause transformation to happen in the lives of me and you. Transformations that will make us more like the powerful people and godly people that he originally designed and intended for us to be. God wants all of us who he saved to experience transformation and manifestation in our lives. We should want that too. That is, all the manifestations and all the transformations that God wants to happen in the lives of me and you to actually happen like God wants them to do. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Now being the kind of person that God wants us to be, that is a person in his image and his likeness, should be the goal of every person who's born again. I said it should be the goal of every person who's born again. Might not start off that way, but somewhere along the way, that should become your goal. Not how much money you can make. Not how many places you can go. Not how many cell phones you can buy. To be in the image and likeness of God. Some of the people aren't taught. Children aren't taught this anymore. It's supposed to be taught from the time that they're children. Your goal, baby, is to be in the image and likeness of God. You were created to reflect God. Not to live this peasant existence that you do. Not smoking this stuff that I made for something other than smoking and doing this stuff other than what I wanted you to do. Not shooting stuff through your veins that I never intended for you. Not trying to act like you a man when you a woman or a woman a man. Like when I, like, That's not what I planned for you. We want to be in the image and likeness of God. And any transformation that has to happen for us to be that way. That is the kind of person that God wants us to be ought to be something that we desire and seek after. I said it ought to be something we desire and seek after. We ought to think about it daily. It ought to run through our mind daily. We ought not let slip this awesome opportunity that God has given me and you. Because so many Christians let it slip. Because they, cause Satan has set up a whole world system to cause it to slip. So that your mind can be on anything else other than what it should be on. And that is being conformed into the image and likeness of God. 
The word of God spells out clearly with no uncertain terms that that's what God wants each and every one of us to do. That is to be transformed into the image and likeness of God and become the kind of people that he always intended us to be. And since that's what he wants so certainly and so definitively for us to be able to do, then it should become something that each and every one of us wants to do. It should become our heart's desire. We should have a mighty burning fire to be in the image and likeness of God. Should be our prayer focus. Not like give me that, give me this, and give me that, and give me this, and give me that. You can include that, but yeah, that's not your, that shouldn't be your main, the main thing that you pray for. In fact, every day you should pray, Lord, make me more like you. Make me more like you. Thank you for what you've already done, because I ain't the way I used to be. But that ain't no disrespect to you, but I'm not satisfied. I want to be the person that you want me to be. Show me anything within me that is not like you. Show me any character flaw that's in me. So I can get rid of it and be just like you. Show me what shortcomings that I live out. So I can let them go. Show me anything in my life that causes me to not be like you. So I can let it go. Because Lord, I want to be more like you. We used to sing songs like that. That I want to be more like you. Now we're singing air all kind of things. Just... I mean, I ain't cracking on nothing. Don't get me wrong, praise God. But you know, hey man, I want to be more like Jesus. I want to be more like you. That ought to be our life's goal. A lot of people's life's goal is, praise God, I want to accomplish this and accomplish that. And I want to do this and do that. And all that's wonderful. I ain't cracking on none of that. But somewhere along the line, the most important thing ought to be spoken in that line that describes you at the end of your life. They was like Jesus. They lived their life like God wanted them to do. That's what each and every one should see. In fact, we should ask God to transform us into a person who's always wanted, that he's always wanted us to be. We should ask him on a regular basis. He said, ask, it'll be given unto you. Knock, I'll open the door for you. But we, we hear that, we like, oh, cha-ching. Get ready, angels, it's time for you to bring. I want some money, I want me a new honey, I want some time, I want some, I want some, I want some dollar bills. I want to be able to fulfill my will. Not your will, my will. We, we, we list the stuff that we want. Petition this, petition that, and petition this. Nothing wrong with that, because we have the right to do that. But somewhere along the line, Somewhere on the petition should be, oh yeah, more important than all of that. I want to be like you. I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like you. I want to walk like you. Talk like you. I want to live like you. I want to live like Jesus. I want to give like you. I want to be like you. I want to, I want to be like you. I want to please the Father like you do. I want to be like you. We should ask God. To transform us into the person who's always, that he's always wanted us to be. We should ask God to do whatever he needs to do to transform you and me into the person he needs to be, that we need to be. And we should ask God to transform us into the person who's the kind of person that he sent his son to live and to die for us to become. Pause button. How important must it be to God 
that he sent somebody to live and die for you to become this person. Live one thing, but to die just to open the door for you to do it. And you walk through your life and don't even have no intention to do it as though his blood was shed in vain because you have no intention to become like him to become the same. Something something's wrong. There's a disconnect. Part of the disconnect is teaching. Part of the disconnect is teaching. Because you wouldn't know unless it was taught you. Just like God had to teach the children of Israel who he was and what he's about, how she should act, how she conduct themselves. The Bible says to us New Testament saints, he said, I gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers so I can, they can be able to share with you what you need to know so that you can get your mind back like it's supposed to. So they can help transform you back to the person that you're supposed to be. Because unless that word is shared with you, then there'll be no desire on the inside of you. I apologize, Lord. You already put the desire on the inside of them. But it'll be triggered by the words that you hear. It's kind of like, throwing, you know, I'm dating myself now. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when you used to throw water down a well and then pump it. I remember the first time I actually saw that, praise God. When, you, know, you know, remember all our family here used to have, you know, family in the country, praise God. And stuff. So went to one of them, fam- one of them, one of them, un- one of them cut uncles in the, in the country, my mama's uncles and a great uncle of mine. My mama's uncle. And, they, and he said, you got to prime the pump, boy. And I'm like, prime it? I'm thinking like, do I put a coat of paint on it before I paint it or something? He said, That's the only priming I know. He said, he said no, see, that, see that, what, that water right there? He said, I need you to pour that. It's already there. He said, I need you to pour that down while you're pumping it. So I said, okay. And so I was pumping it. And I threw that water down there and stuff like that. And all of a sudden I saw this water come up. And I'm like, oh. Oh, this snap, this is how He said, now, first thing you do is fill the bucket back up. And then set it over to the side. And now you get out what you want. Praise God. Now you get out what you want. He said, first thing you got to do is be prepared for tomorrow. Remember that next time you get your next check. You got to set something about something that's going to prime your tomorrow first. That's why you don't eat everything you got. It's not what we're talking about, but somebody need to hear that, though. Praise God. Or you eat up another check, praise God. And they keep saying, I ain't got nothing. My, my well keep going dry. That's because you ain't got nothing to prime it with. We should ask God to transform us. Turn to Ephesians chapter 5, please. I love the Lord. Anybody here love the Lord? Man, we got something in common. Remember, the book of Ephesians tells us an awesome story. He gives us two sides of the, of the, of the story of, of, of our uh, being saved. It tells us in the first three chapters, uh, what God did to be able to make sure that we got saved. All that he went through in order to get us into the body of Christ. Next three chapters, four, five, and six, tell us what we need to do now that he did what he did for me and you and get us into the body of Christ. First three chapters talk about what he did. Next three chapters talk about what you're supposed to do. Praise God. Amen. Perfectly balanced. The gospel perfectly balanced. He did this, you do this. Ephesians chapter 5 is in the section of the you do. Verse 1. Be therefore, after he done did all this to get you into the kingdom of God. Be therefore followers of God as dear children. And walk in love as Christ also have loved us and have given himself for us. And offering a sacrifice to God a sweet smelling savor. Notice he said, be therefore followers of God as dear children. See, that's what we, God expects each and every one of us to do is become followers of God. As dear children, God is your daddy. Spirit of the Lord moved in on the inside of you. Romans chapter 8 tells us that he, he, he bear witness to your spirit and cried out, Abba, Father. Daddy is personal. Praise God. 
But he said, now I need you to be followers of your father. Followers of your father. Followers at pause button. That's one of the reasons why Satan attacks the family so strong. And make sure that the fathers are not fathers like they're supposed to be. That's if they're there. And if they aren't there, then he, he's, he's even better because then he don't make sure they have no idea what a father is. Praise God. So they can have trouble following this verse right here by following him as a, father, as, a, as, a, as a child to his father. Praise God. Because people don't know how to do that. You're supposed to be trained that in the natural, in, in the natural by a natural parent and a, uh, with their child. It's supposed to be trained right then. So that he can say, the same way you're doing this with me is the same way you do, do, do it with God. When I tell you what to do, you obey what I say instantly, the same way you do that. Because just like you obey me, I obey God. And they can be able to teach him like that. That's part of the father's role. Praise God. So we can be followers of God. That word followers right there means imitators. Imitators. Of course, this is a deep revelation right here. An imitator is one who imitates. Praise God. Yes, it is. It's one who imitates. So that means we need to know what imitate means. The word imitate means to follow or endeavor to follow as a model or example. To follow or endeavor to follow as a model or example. Well, since we're created to be the people who are in the image and likeness of God, God wants us to follow him. He would say, I want you to endeavor to follow me. I want you to follow me. I want you to endeavor to follow me as a model or an example. That's, that's, that's good news. So now we know what we need to do. Now that we're born again, ha, we need to follow him. Praise God. To follow him as an example. Of what kind of person we should be. Because remember we were created in his image and likeness. We was created in his image and likeness. But the only problem is. Imitating God and following him as an example. Of what kind of person we should be. Can be a problem. Why is that? Because God's invisible. You can't see God. Imagine with me please. If I was standing next to a person I could see. And they lifted their hand. They told me, imitate me. And they lift their hand, I lift my hand. Praise God. And then they lift their hand, and I lift my hand. And see, I can imitate them because I can see them. But imagine if that person standing next to me, he said, follow me. And then I look over there, and I can't see him. And they say, do everything you see me do. Conduct yourself the way I do. You're not doing it. I'm like, well, I know. Because I can't see you. So following me. See, this is too simple for y'all. But that's, that's for real. How you going to follow God when you can't see? Somebody say that's a problem. <laughs> Turn to first Timothy chapter one. Hallelujah. I love the Lord. First Timothy chapter one. I, I would love to, sir. But um, just like you, are, you know, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, you also something else. First Timothy chapter one, verse 17. Now unto the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Now that's God. Amen. But now unto the king eternal, which means he's here forever. He's immortal. He don't die. He has, he's not subject to death. He's not subject to mortality. He's invisible. Stop right there. Invisible, as in can't be seen. Houston, we have a problem. Heaven, we got a problem. You told me to follow you, but I can't see you. You told me to follow you, but you invisible. That word invisible means not capable of being seen. Not capable of being seen. 
Well, because God is not capable of being seen, that means we can't see him. That throws a huge monkey wrench in our imitating him. Because how you imitate somebody you can't see. That makes it impossible for us to follow him the way he is. John chapter 1, he knows that. That's one of the reasons why he sent Jesus. John chapter 1, that's one of the reasons why he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus for so many reasons. So many reasons. That's just, saving us was just one of the reasons. There were so many reasons why he sent us. And remember, Jesus is the word, which means the word exists for so many reasons. So many reasons. Can I put a pause button right there? That's why any part of God's word don't look at it to just do one thing. It does multiple things. For instance, can I use an example? The law. The law was given to you for multiple reasons, not for one reason, for multiple reasons. Now, just because it loses its necessity and loses its, 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 its importance in one area doesn't mean that it negates its importance in the other areas that is, that is good for it, too. Does that make sense? Amen. So don't let nobody tell you that the law is irrelevant now because, because Jesus Christ fulfilled it. No, that function of the law that it was sent for, that specific function is irrelevant now because it was fulfilled by Christ. But it had other functions that are still relevant. For instance, teaching you who God is, teaching you how to conduct yourself as a person of God and various other things too. Does that make sense? Pause button off. John chapter 1. Jesus had multiple functions. Let's look at one of them. John chapter 1. Well, let's see one thing about the Lord. Verse 18. Talking about Jesus who came into this world. It says, No man hath seen God at any time, The only begotten son, which is in the bosom of the father, he hath declared him. So it says here, no man has seen God. That is no man but Jesus. Jesus was the only one who done seen him. (laughs) Done seen him. Jesus has seen the invisible God and he declares him unto me and you. That's why he is the word of God. He shares with us what we need to know about who he is. He gives us words. Words give you mental images so that you can now be able to, oh, wait a minute, a mental image. His word gives us images of who God is. It'll show us the image of God so we can be able to see God by what God, what the word says to me and you. So what Jesus says to me and you is what allows us to see God and be able to follow him like we're supposed to. Let me read it out of the Revised Standard Version. This is the first Bible I read. It read like this. It says, no one has ever seen God, the only son. No one has ever seen God, the only son, who is in the bosom of the father. He has made him known. Notice, Jesus makes the father known to us. He makes the father known to us. He helps us to know everything we need to know about the invisible God, who we can't see, but are still supposed to follow. He makes everything that we need to know about the invisible God who we can't see, but we're still supposed to follow. Imagine I'm still here in that example. And then the, 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 the person who's trying to get me to imitate them is getting, me, getting more and more irritated because I ain't, Im- I, ain't, I ain't doing it. They lift their hand and I'm still, I'm still scratching my head. I'm like, man, I don't see what they're doing. They say, I didn't do that. Wow. I'm thinking like, dang, this is Jack. But imagine if there was another person that then came and they said, you can't see him? I've seen, and I know him. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell you 
everything he wants you to do. I'm going to tell you everything you need to know. I'm going to tell you how he moves, when he moves, what to do. So that all you got to do is just do what I tell you to. And everything's going to work out beautiful for you. Somebody say, thank you, Father. For making the impossible possible. Now I can follow you. Because you sent me your word. Amen. He sent us his word. Jesus, who is the word of God, makes the Father known to us. He helps us to know everything we need to know about the invisible God so that we can see him and follow him. Let me read it out of the Bible in basic English. You might like that one too. Bible in basic English reads it this way. It says, no man has seen God at any time. The only son who is on the breast of the father, he has made clear what God, what God is. He has made clear what God is. I like that. Because Jesus not only makes the father knows to us, but he makes what God is clear to me and you. Somebody say crystal clear. That's why he makes it. He makes it crystal clear to me and you. He helps us to be able to clearly see and clearly know everything we need to know about how to conduct ourselves in order to follow him like he's supposed to. He makes the invisible visible to you and me. All we got to do is look at the word. That's why it says, keep your eye on Jesus, who is the author and finisher of your faith. Keep your eye on him. And you'll see everything you need to know because Jesus said, I don't do nothing other than what my father do. And I don't say anything other than what he say. So if you just say what I say, then you're saying what he says. If you just do what I do, you're doing what he does. And then you're following him. Turn to John chapter six. I love the word. Anybody love the word? Ooh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. John chapter six. (laughs) Verse 45. Let us read this what Jesus said. Verse 45, it reads, it is written in the prophets, that's talking about the OT, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man, therefore, that have heard and have learned of the Father cometh unto me. No, not that any man have seen the Father, save he which is of God. He hath seen the Father. Notice Jesus is the only one who can teach us about God the Father. He's the only one. If anybody tells us or teaches us anything about God, that is anything that's correct, of course, then it had to come from Jesus. How about this? Had to come from the word. That's one of the reasons why any man or woman of God worth their weight in gold is going to walk you through the word of God to show you what it is it's saying. Now, I ain't going to just read one scripture to you. Everybody understand why we read that one scripture. And then sit down and either close the Bible or never go back to it again and just start talking from that place. I'd be like, if you don't take your tail back over to where that Bible is and show me what that Bible say, I'm about to walk away. Because I, I don't know where you're getting that from. But I need you to walk me through the word. Because the word's the only thing that has seen him. Word only thing that knows what he is. And it's the word that teaches us who he is. See, Jesus is the only one who can teach us about God. Because he's the only one that's ever seen him. He's the only one who's seen the Father. And he's the only one that can teach us who the Father is. That's why I thank God for the word. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the word of God had to say. Hope that you're seeing that there really are transformations and manifestations that God wants to bring into the lives of me and you. More importantly, hope that you're becoming more willing to cooperate with God so that he can cause the transformations and manifestations that happen in the lives of me and you. So come on, saints of God. 
Let's let God do what he wants to do in the lives of me and you. Let's let God bring the past to transformations and the manifestations that he has planned for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. We also invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. For the powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters, that's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late, that's if you want a plate. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers from Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. So come on through and let the brothers of Word of Faith be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.